0: Well, hello, podcast friends, and thanks for joining me. I'm Laura Adams, your host and personal finance author, speaker, and consumer advocate, who's been producing the Money Girl podcast since 2008. My personal mission and the purpose of this podcast is to give you the knowledge, resources, and motivation to manage your money the best way possible and create a richer life. I hope you're doing okay despite so much turmoil going on this week as if the COVID crisis and economic uncertainty weren't enough, the social unrest and all the protests going on in many cities have certainly added another layer of concern right now. I wanna encourage you to stay focused on your personal goals by using whatever tools you can. And maybe for you, it's exercise, it could be meditation, breathing techniques, journaling, doing hobbies, or anything else that brings you stillness, joy, and keeps you centered right now. Years ago, I got really into baking sourdough bread, and I decided to pick it up again. And I've been having so much fun in the kitchen, creating my yeast and starter from scratch and building some beautiful and yummy loaves. And I've made some other homemade foods for the first time, things that I've always wanted to do, like vegan ice cream and dumplings. For me, that's been a really nice combination of picking up a new hobby and also eating well. So I encourage you to get excited about something new or restarting something creative that you used to love, such as woodworking, knitting, baking, cooking, whatever it might be for you. I think it will help right now. And since the coronavirus quarantine began, many people have been forced to work from home, obviously. If you didn't have a home office before the pandemic, you might have had a few expenses to set one up. I've received several questions about what benefits are allowed for home offices during the COVID-19 crisis. One of the questions came in on the Quick and Dirty Tips coronavirus question page. And if you haven't been there and you'd like to submit a coronavirus-related question, visit quickanddirtytips.com slash coronavirus dash questions. The anonymous reader says, I have a question about next year's taxes and working from home. For the past 13 weeks, I've been forced to work from a home office. I'm a regular W-2 employee, not self-employed. I have had some expenses come up that were brought about by working from home, a computer upgrade so I can better connect to Wi-Fi a new router, and even a desk chair so I'm comfortable while I work. Should I be keeping track of those expenses? Will they be deductible? My employer is not going to reimburse them. Thank you for your help. And we got another question that came in from Mickey who used my contact page at lauradadams.com to email me. She says, hi, Laura, and thank you for a wonderful podcast. I've been listening for years and I've always thought that you'd have a show for any question I could ever think of. But this new situation with COVID-19 has made me think of something that I'm sure many of us are dealing with right now. To start working from home, I had to spend quite a bit of money to get my home office on par with my actual office. I know you've done episodes on claiming home office expenses on taxes before. But could you do an episode on whether we can claim home office expenses on our taxes next year? And if we can, things we should start thinking about now aside from saving the receipts. Thank you for your kind words and questions. This podcast will explain who qualifies for a home office tax deduction and tips for claiming it. And if you haven't been to the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com, that's where you can find all the notes for shows, the complete archive of podcasts, all my books, and other great resources. And you'll find, of course, today's episode, which is number 639, called Five Things to Know About the Home Office Tax Deduction and Coronavirus. So let's get into it. I'm going to cover five things that you need to know about qualifying for the deduction in 2020. Number one, COVID-19 has not changed the home office tax law. So you probably have heard me talk about the CARES Act. That did change many personal finance rules this year, including specific tax deadlines, retirement distributions, and federal student loan payments. But the home office tax deduction is not one of the things that changed. In a previous post and podcast called Your Guide to Claiming a Legit Home Office Tax Deduction, I covered the fact that recently the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017, so I guess not quite so recent, but a couple of years ago, that law drastically changed who can claim a valuable home office deduction. Before the TCJA, you could claim a home office deduction whether you worked for yourself or you worked for an employer, either full or part-time at home. Unfortunately, W-2 employees can no longer take advantage of this tax benefit. Now, you must have self-employment income to qualify. The IRS was probably concerned that it was too easy to abuse this benefit and reined it in back in 2017. So the best option for an employee is to request expense reimbursement from your current or a future employer, even though they are not obligated to pay you. If you get pushback on that request, I would make a list of all of your home office expenses so it's crystal clear how much you had to spend On their behalf, they might consider it for your next cost of living raise or bonus. Again, they're not required to reimburse you, but it seems like a reasonable thing to request. So unless Mickey or the anonymous reader has a side business that they started or will start before the end of 2020, they will not get deductions to help offset their home office setup costs. All right, so moving on to number two, which is... The self employed can claim a home office tax deduction. So, as I just mentioned, they are the only folks that can use this deduction. So, let's say you use a space in a home that you rent or in a home that you own for business purposes in 2020. There are two pretty straightforward qualifications. To qualify for the home office deduction, one is that your home office space must be used regularly and exclusively for business, and the other is that your home office must be the principal place used for business. You might use a spare bedroom or even a little nook in a hallway to run your business. You don't need walls to separate your office, but the space should be distinct, unless you qualify for an exemption, such as running a daycare, in which case you don't have to have a distinct area, it can be your entire home. It's permissible to use a separate structure. Maybe you've got a garage or a studio. You can use that as your home office if you use it regularly for business. And you must use your home as the primary place that you conduct business, even if it's just for administrative work, such as scheduling and bookkeeping. However, your home does not have to be the only place you work. For instance, you might work at a coffee shop or meet clients uh, outside of your home from time to time
1: and still be eligible for a home office tax deduction.
0: Hey there. I want to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, Freakonomics Radio. Every week, host and best-selling author Steven Dubner dives into the hidden side of business, economics, and so much more. He interviews CEOs, historians, and Nobel laureates to explore all kinds of topics, like why the best employees can make the worst bosses and how whales went from being economic engines to environmental icons. If you're a curious person looking to better understand the world around you, you'll find everything you're looking for on Freakonomics Radio. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. All right, the third thing to know is that your business can be full or part-time to qualify for the home office deduction. If you work for yourself in any trade or business, either full or part-time, and your primary office location is your home, you've got a home business. No matter what you call yourself or call your business, if you've got self-employment income and you do any portion of the work at home, you probably have an eligible home office. You might sell goods and services as a small business, a freelancer, consultant, independent contractor, or a gig worker. As I previously mentioned, the work you do at home could just be administrative, like communication, scheduling, invoicing, and record keeping. Many types of solopreneurs and trades do most of their work away from home, and they still qualify for a legitimate home office deduction. These may include gig economy workers, sales reps, and those in the construction industry. All right, the fourth thing to know is that you can deduct direct home office expenses for your business. If you run a business from your home, your direct home office expenses qualify for a tax deduction. So what are these? The direct costs are the expenses to set up and maintain your office, such as furnishings, installing a phone line, or even painting the walls. These costs are 100% deductible no matter the size of your office. And the fifth thing to know is that you can deduct indirect home office expenses for your business. In addition to those direct costs, you can have costs that are indirectly related to your office. These are the costs that affect your entire home. For instance, if you rent, it could be the cost of your rent your renter's insurance, and your utilities. These are examples of indirect expenses because you would have those expenses even if you didn't have a home office. And if you own a home, potential indirect expenses might be your mortgage interest, property taxes, home insurance, utilities, and maintenance. You can't deduct the principal portion of your mortgage payment, which that's the amount that you borrow for your home, uh, but you are eligible to deduct the interest. And instead of deducting the principal, what you can do is recover a part of the cost each year through depreciation deductions. And these are using formulas that were created by the IRS. And you'll probably want help from an accountant to get that set up. Allowable indirect expenses actually turn some of your personal expenses into home office business deductions, which is amazing. So I would definitely encourage you to take advantage of that if you can. These expenses are partially deductible based on the size of your office as a percentage of your home, unless you use a simplified calculation, which I'll cover next. So how do you calculate the home office deduction if you are eligible? Uh, There are two ways. One is the standard method, and the other is the simplified method. So let me cover the standard method first. This one requires you to keep good records. You've got to calculate the percentage of your home used for business. So an example that I often use is if your home office is 12 feet by 10 feet, that's kind of the basic size of a, let's say, a guest bedroom. That's 120 square feet. If your entire home is 1,200 square feet, then dividing 120 by 1,200 gives you a home office space that's 10% of your home. So, in this situation, 10% of your qualifying expenses could be attributed to business use, and the remaining 90% would be personal. Let me give you an example. Let's say your monthly power bill is $100 and you've got 10% of your home is used for business, your your home office is 10% of your home, you could consider $10 of the bill a business expense, and $90 of the bill would be personal. So to claim the standard deduction, you're going to use Form 8829, Expenses for Business Use of Your Home. That will help you figure out the expenses that you can deduct. And then you file it with Schedule C, which is profit or loss from business. Now, if you want a much easier way to claim a home office deduction for your business, you can use the simplified method. This is great because it doesn't require you to keep any records, like nothing. It makes it really, really easy to claim, but you're limited for what you can claim. You can claim $5 per square foot of your office area up to a maximum of 300 square feet. So that caps your deduction at $1,500 per year. The simplified method requires you simply to measure your office space and include it on Schedule C. It's gonna work best if you've got a small home office, while the first approach that I covered, the standard approach, that's better when your office is bigger than 300 square feet, you're gonna get more of a deduction and you get to choose the method that gives you the largest tax break for any year. No matter which method you choose to calculate a home office tax deduction, you cannot deduct more than your business's net profit. However, you can carry it over into future tax years. And again, this is something you're you're gonna wanna get help from an accountant to make sure you maximize. Also note that business expenses that are unrelated to your home office, like marketing, equipment, software, office supplies, and business insurance, those are fully deductible no matter where you run your business. Again, if you've got any questions about qualifying business expenses, home office expenses, or taxes in general, consult with a qualified tax accountant. They will help you maximize every possible deduction and help you save money. In a lot of cases, they're going to pay for themselves. The cost of working with a trusted financial advisor or a tax pro is worth every penny. So I hope that helps you understand that if you are a W-2 employee, you are not eligible for any home office deductions, at least not at this point, unless something in the law changes, which, you know, I don't have any reason to believe that it will. Nonetheless, you might want to keep up with your receipts so that you can submit those to your employer as proof of the costs that you had to spend on their behalf. Thanks again to Mickey and our anonymous reader for sending in those questions. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. Money Girl is produced by the audio wizard, Steve Rickiberg, with editorial support from Karen Hertzberg. If you've been enjoying the podcast, take a moment to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are released every Wednesday, and when you're subscribed to the show, you get them automatically for free. So be sure to hit the subscribe button in the podcast app or wherever you listen. You might also like the backlist episodes and show notes that are always available at Quick and Dirty tips.com.